The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So, if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, the head advocate of the Big Titty Committee of 69 Whiskey. Did somebody say titties? And the undercover brother of the Bro Migos podcast, Matt, here. And it's time for my homeboy, Chef Aaron, to cook up another great episode of the I Had to Say It podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of I Had to Say It. So we are going to start out with the listener supporter shout out. Josh, Jake, B-Word, Iceman, Jason, Miss Aaron, Mike, Tabby, Javier, McShane, Fitz, and El Jefe. Thank you guys for the support. I appreciate it. It really means a lot to me. All right, so to start off, there's a couple things that I'm going to talk about that have happened this past week that are fairly fucking infuriating. But the first thing I want to talk about is actually a specific thing directly impacted friends of mine, friends of the show, Mike and Tabby, and their amazing kid, Gunner. Now... It didn't directly impact Gunner quite so much because fortunately, I, apparently, he doesn't ride the bus. But this past week, on the first day of school um, in Louisville, a bunch of kids didn't wind up getting home till after nine o'clock at night because there were some issues with. Uh, well, there's a lot of issues. Let's put it that way. Primary issue being that they had a uh, new bus route, staggered start times. They had, you know, little kids from grade school on the bus with high school students. They had all kinds of shit going on. It was a giant clusterfuck. UPS had apparently volunteered to offer to help run the bus routes. The superintendent of the school district, uh, let's see, one Martin Polio, uh, declined the assistance. And it was a giant clusterfuck. And they immediately had to cancel school for the next two days for Thursday and Friday. This started on Wednesday. And it's just been a clusterfuck. And apparently there's been a lot of other complaints going on uh, in the Louisville School District. Um, I found, started finding more and more information as I was trying to look into this. And part of the problem is they hired a company called AlphaRoute, which apparently uses computer logarithms to figure out the most supposedly efficient bus routes for things without taking a lot of other information into account and has had problems in other cities where it's been used. And it's behind the learning curve. There's a huge issue. Some kids were stuck in, like, the bus central terminal area for three or four hours after they got out of class. It was an un unmitigated disaster. They were, Apparently, the bus driver's union warned them it was coming. A lot of other companies warned them it was coming. There were all kinds of fucking issues that were people were saying this was going to be a nightmare. And they just went barreling ahead, and they were more concerned about arguing about whether or not they were going to follow the state's legal amendment that would restrict like what bathrooms trans identifying students could use because lord knows that's what they should be focused on and not the logistic part of getting students to school so yeah so this uh fucking uh polio guy starts talking about how they're gonna deal with this and address it immediately they've already got bus drivers fucking quitting because they said the routes are unattainable and it's being handled in a piss poor manner then now you compound that with the now I've also heard rumbles that the, the school districts are running out of food that are supposed to be feeding these students. So children are getting home late from school, not getting fed when they're supposed to be getting fed. It's a fucking logistical nightmare. Now, I'm irritated on behalf of my friends, Mike and Tabby, because they are having to deal with this. It's in a ridiculous situation. It's got national media coverage. And it's really something that shouldn't be fucking happening. It's really not that complicated. I mean, it's a complicated situation, but 
It's not that complicated. You should be more worried about making sure the kids get to class than who's going to what fucking bathroom. This is a ridiculous, like, hardcore, we have to bow, bow down to the 0.01% of the population that might feel like this is problematic for them at the inconvenience of literally the rest of the fucking student population. So they're not having the logistics in place to properly feed the children. They cannot get the children to and from school in a timely and efficient fucking manner. Meanwhile, uh, this polio clown makes $350,000 fucking dollars a year, and he just got a $75,000 raise. So, yeah, this guy's going to be making close to a half a million dollars a year, and he can't even get the buses to run on fucking time. The thing that really burns my ass about this, like, like I said, other than the fact that a lot of kids are suffering about this, I'm, and it's a huge argument for things like school choice and vouchers and homeschooling your fucking kids. So not only do you keep them out of the indoctrination process, but you don't have to worry about them being on a bus for five fucking hours. You had little kids that were on buses so long they wound up soiling themselves because they couldn't hold it any fucking longer. You had older kids who were probably past the standards of wetting themselves, soiling themselves because they were on buses for so fucking long they couldn't hold it any fucking longer. It's pathetic. And this guy's just, oh, don't worry, we're going to address it right away. We're giving, we're going to use two snow days and, and close school for the rest of this week while we figure it out. This shit should have been figured out months in advance, not days after the problem started. And, yeah, I understand they thought they were getting the answers by hiring this company, but they should have done a little more fucking homework because 20 minutes of research found out this company has had problems in other places where they've tried to implement their fucking systems. So maybe they should have looked at that instead of just going, oh, hey, that sounds great. Tell us how to run our buses. And it's just and there's that whole bureaucratic mindset behind it. The, apparently there were talks leading up to this about breaking up the school district because it's too big to be fucking managed as it sits. And that is apparently this it was too much of a thing for the Kentucky legislator to pull the trigger on it. But now they're like, oops, maybe we should have done that. And representatives are saying nothing's off the table. So maybe this place is going to get busted up. Maybe this guy's going to lose his fucking job. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm sure Mike and Tabby will keep me posted because I'm going to ask him nicely here. Mike, Tabby, keep me posted on what's going on with this shit because I will forget to follow up on it. But I'd really like to know what happens to this ass whistle and what goes on with uh, the district. And I hope everything gets straightened out um, for the kids' sakes. And even though I'm not a huge fan of like the current stasis quo and public school, I, I the kids need something. A lot of these kids, that's, you know, the fact that they ran out of food. A lot of these kids are dependent on that. It's like the most solid meal they get in a day because broke motherfuckers are dependent on these kind of things. And I, I don't want to see kids going hungry because you got a bunch of fucking overpaid idiots that don't know how to handle their shit. They don't know how to be adults. They don't know how to do their fucking jobs. And yet they're still making obscene amounts of fucking money for something they're not accomplishing any good at. It's the huge bloated bureaucratic system in this country where Worthless motherfuckers still manage to be successful and get ahead because there's no accountability and there's nothing other than the possibility of getting voted out that might impact them. And it's utter horseshit. And we have to do something about it. We have to be better about it. There's already people, you know, inundating all the legislators in Louisville about this shit. There's, you know, they're like I said, they're, they're getting national attention about a fuck up on the first day of school. So that's a good thing. You know, keep the pressure on them. Maybe they'll get shit fixed. Maybe they'll realize that people are done fucking around. I really don't think this is going to be the straw that broke the camel's back in this country, but it's definitely, you know, a sign of the fucking times that people are willing, people from all over the country are willing to jump on board these assholes to try and tell them, hey, this is not fucking okay. This is not acceptable. 
This is not how we want things run. These are our children. These are the future. These are our, we love them with our hearts and our souls. And you motherfuckers better start doing right by them or there's going to be a hell to pay. So, you know, hopefully something good will come of this. So anyway, the next thing I want to talk about is, uh, in case you've been living under a rock, the island of Maui has been completely caught in a shitstorm of a massive fire. Uh, it's burned up lots of property on the island, billions of dollars in damage, and the same day stuff came out about this fire going on, the president was asked about what what about Maui, says no comment, and then proceeds to ask for another twenty four billion dollars for the fucking Ukraine. Now, I'm I'm like a lot of Americans, I suffer from war weariness. I don't want to be sending any more fucking money over there. But the Warhawks in Washington are more than content to keep sending our tax dollars and the, our children's tax dollars at this point. I mean, we're $30 trillion in fucking debt, and these assholes just keep on shelling out money to support a unpopular, failing conflict. And then other stuff has come out over the course of the last couple of weeks where all these videos are going viral of people in the Ukraine and it doesn't look like some war-torn shithole. It's a bunch of young people out at the beach and clubbing and going to parties and dancing in bars and it really doesn't look nearly as fucking terrible as the powers that be would try and leave you lead you to believe. It looks like most of the country is all right except for the little conflict zone where the, the actual fighting is going on. And yet somehow the government seems to think we should be funneling, you know, billions of dollars over there. Because why again? They're not a NATO ally. They're not. There's only so much you know we are obligated to do. And realistically, we're not the world police. It's not our job to keep these people from doing certain things and acting certain ways. And the simple fact of the matter is, they are doing. I mean, this whole conflict was kicked off because, well, multiple reasons. NATO's getting too close to Russia. The Crimean Peninsula apparently wanted to go back to being a Russian territory, and the Ukrainians would not honor the commitments that they made. So, yeah, it's not like it's just a black and white, Russia's the bad guys, and that's the end of it. We got a bunch of geriatric politicians whose minds are still stuck in the fucking 80s that seem to think that the big bad Russia scare country, and we don't tell, we'll tell people it's to fight the evil empire and blah, 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 blah. At this point, we kind of are the evil fucking empire, and these old bastards are going to sleepwalk us into World War III in the name of lining their pockets and protecting their secrets, because I I used to give people shit for being the tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist, but the more and more comes out, the more and more it seems like, yeah, no, they were right. You know, you know tinfoil hat crowd one, well, actually more at this point, like 37. You know, the rest of us fucking zero, and that's just the long and the short of it. You know, American, um, American citizens, hundreds of people dead as of the last thing I've read, thousands displaced, oddly enough, like, a lot of the gigantic high money estates on there, like Oprah owns a lot of property on Maui. Yeah, none of her property caught on fire. Uh, the Obama's estate on Maui, untouched by the fire. Really, you know, odd coincidences. And um, the more stuff I've seen, the fire was not behaving in patterns the way the me general media, mainstream media was trying to portray based on the weather patterns that you could look up online and see where the actual winds are going and the, the wind speeds and the simple fact of the matter is if you look at the pictures of the fires from Maui, it's like serious hardcore carnage. Vehicles melted, pavement melted, buildings left. It looks like fucking Hiroshima, basically. And the thing is, it's a tropical environment. And 
if it was just that the fire was spreading due to high winds, high wind fires don't burn that way. It's, it's more of a passing kind of flame. It wouldn't burn with the intensity you need to melt fucking steel because the wood's wet, the environment's wet, the air's wet. The relative humidity in the air at the time of these fires was actually higher than it normally is this time of year. So basically everything they're putting forth trying to say that this was some, you know, massive perfect storm of events that caused the wildfires to get out of control really doesn't fucking track that well. And the tinfoil hat guys may be right on this. I mean, they're already talking, you know, energy weapons and weapons we've never seen, but the government has reversed engineered from the aliens and blah, 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 blah. I mean, depending on how nuts you want to go, you can find a lot of theories out there about this shit. But ultimately, they are not all that off base. They're not. I mean, you know, maybe the energy weapon. I, I'm actually more inclined to believe we probably do have some sort of energy weapons out there. They probably do have a bunch of shit that they just haven't made public knowledge aware of yet. And, uh, yeah, I, it's, it's, like I said, it's just something stinks about the whole situation. And meanwhile, you got Sleeping Joe shambling off. And, well, Hawaii's burning. This cocksucker's sitting on a beach on vacation for a week because his life is so hard and so stressful, you know, walking around, talking to people that aren't there. I can see how that would take a lot out of you. And the thing that really burns my ass about the whole situation is if it was the fucking Cheeto-dusted bastard that was out there doing that and he had the audacity to go on vacation during a national crisis, the left and the mainstream media would have lost their fucking minds. They would have been probably impeaching the guy again for dereliction of duty in times of a crisis or some other nonsense. But since Brandon's doing it, well, I mean, he's on the beach. At least he's not sniffing any kids, I guess. You know, he probably probably wasn't too happy about being on the beach because he looked like the fucking melted ice cream cone. But either way, it's the the, the dual standard is ridiculous. Hypocrisy is different. You see the total agenda being pushed, it's just fucking nauseating. And the fact that, like I said, the day they announce these wildfires and these problems, this cocksucking old bastard goes to Congress and says, "I need another twenty four billion dollars. I need thirteen billion dollars in." like humanitarian aid and another $11 billion in weaponry, or it might've been vice versa. I forget the priorities, but they only, they're only looking at like giving an overall net worth of like, uh, I think, I think they said the aid package for Hawaii was like 11 billion. So they're actually a country that a foreign country that is not a NATO ally that has already received over a hundred billion dollars. And he's looking to send them more money and more weapons, more supplies. Meanwhile, Actual American citizens, the, the people who foot the bills for this fucking ridiculous war hawking bullshit are being neglected and left to their own devices, as far as I can tell so far. I mean, I've heard they say, well, they're appointing an, a FEMA representative to go out there and assess things. In case you have forgotten, based on things like New Orleans and every other natural disaster, Hurricane Katrina, stuff going on, mudslides, every time FEMA gets involved, they're fucking worthless. And you've got people out there, you know, saying, oh, well, you should donate to help and you should do this and you should do that. Meanwhile, the federal government sending more, ten, more tens of billions of dollars across the ocean to help non-U.S. citizens who have never contributed a dollar to the bottom line in this country. Meanwhile, people who contribute every day that they go out and work and earn and and have to live and contribute. They're t taken from those people who are suffering 
to fund bullshit across the seas. So, and it's to support special interests and line their own goddamn pockets. There's there's no two ways about it at this point. If you believe differently, you're a fucking idiot. You shouldn't be listening to me. You should be out somewhere trying to not eat some crayons, not shit in your pants, and maybe wait for that little bus to pick you up and take you to color time at the library. And that being said, I need to take a breather. So, um, yeah, listen to this. Hey, guys, Aaron here. Now, you're probably used to hearing me stick my ad in here for HorribleDesigns.com. And in my general need to try and improve things and keep things fresh and topical, it's time for a new ad for HorribleDesigns.com. So here it is. Go to HorribleDesigns.com. Get T-shirts. Get mugs. Get stickers. Get Get mouse pads, get stuff, get swag with a bunch of humorous things on it, pictures, commentary, little thoughts and ideas. And for being a loyal listener of the show, you can get 15% off your total purchase price by using the code I had to say it at checkout. And that's all one word. I had to say it. Only available at HorribleDesigns.com. There are two types of people in this world, those who wait for things to happen and those who make it. Here at the Moose Lounge Podcast, that's who we like to have on. The ones who are sick of the 9 to 5 and want to do what they love and feel alive. We like to find out what they do, how they did it, and what they're doing to keep it going and stay relevant. Don't think we're just some boring, predictable interview podcast. We do so while drinking America's only native spirit, bourbon. Bourbon. So sit back, grab a glass, and enjoy while you listen to us interview individuals who have turned passions into careers. Available bi-weekly everywhere you get your pocket. Booyah. All right, so now that I've composed myself, so the next thing I want to talk about, there is something going on, just a little funny thing, um, in kind of in the wake of the decision to have the whole Dylan Mulvaney Bud Light thing go on and the uh, boycott of Bud Light products by the, the what is essentially their core audience, their target audience, the people who actually drink this shit, um, something else kind of funny happened. And this will tie into something else as a random thought here, but I'm going to pr- bring it back to the Bud Light thing. Um, the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, you know, one of the biggest motorcycle rallies in the country, you know, it's nationally known, even by people who don't get into motorcycle culture the Sturgis rally was coming up which in a side note uh Antifa was talking a lot of shit about how they were going to show up and shut down Sturgis and they were going to deal with anybody who had you know like American flags or anybody that they thought was any kind of ist or phobe or whatever and personally I was waiting for it I actually was really debating taking the time to go out to South Dakota and go to the fucking rally just in case it might happen so I could sit there and you know have a not Bud Light product and enjoy the just massive trouncing those delusional little fuckbags would have taken had they actually confronted any genuine motorcycle clubs with whatever issues they thought they were going to, you know, punch the fascist right out of them because I would have loved watching them get the shit stomped out of them. And I'm pretty much willing to guarantee they probably wouldn't have gotten a lot of help from the uh, officials you know, the law enforcement officers who they claim to loathe, but they're probably the first ones to go screaming to them when they encounter a genuine hard ass instead of, you know, delusional little twat waffles like themselves. So, yeah, but that didn't happen. Now, the other funny thing about what happened in Sturgis is Sturgis is a motorcycle rally. It's a multiple day long event. It's a f- akin to a festival. It's a bunch of bikers. It's people who live the motorcycle culture. That involves drinking, having a good time, partying, 
a lot of craziness. You know, there's loud ass motorcycles. There's tattooed ass people. There's a bunch of drinking and debauchery and all sorts of fun that goes on and a bunch of really cool shit. And a lot of it's fueled by beer. And this year, the Budweiser Pavilion at Sturgis was a fucking ghost town. There was maybe two or three people in there on the couple of video clips I saw. Just empty, nothing. Harley Booth filled up the pavilions for you know Miller Lite and a bunch of other smaller establishments, smaller venues, packed to the brim. The Tattoo Pavilion, shoulder to shoulder. The, the, the music stages packed, the crowds dancing, people cheering, I mean, all kinds of debauchery and all the shit you come to expect from the, you know, my favorite people in the world, the degenerate motorcyclists, the just, you know, fringe dwelling assholes, according to stereotypes, who are sitting around drinking beer and abusing their old ladies and smoking or well, I don't know, whatever the fucking stereotypes are. Point being, the Budweiser Pavilion, fucking ghost town. So, yeah, it's they, I don't think they're going to be able to recover from this little snafu and... You know, go work, go broke used to, you know, people have been saying it for a long time and it, it occasionally seems to take place. Budweiser took a really significant fucking hit and it's actually gotten to the point where they're selling off a whole bunch of their properties. They're selling off like eight or nine brands to a, uh, a, a pot farming company from Canada, which I find personally fucking hilarious. And um, I actually don't have the list of the which brands it is they're selling off, but uh, Ambev, you know, the parent company of Anheuser-Busch and Budweiser and Bud Light. Yeah, they a while back when craft beer was booming, they bought up a whole bunch of smaller breweries. And I, like I said, I'm kind of blanking on what the which ones are going up on the block in this in this deal. But they're selling off eight or nine of these these you know smaller breweries, you know, more artisan names to this pot company that is, you know, they're very like, you know, they're what you would expect from a fucking pot company, you know, organic and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, they're all about the natural shit. So I'm assuming they're going to take these artists, artisanal craft beers. They're going to kind of double down. And if they, if they're smart, they're just going to go, okay, guys, you built this thing. You got enough attention where this giant bought you. Um, Obviously, you know what you're doing. Do your thing, man. I, I mean, I, now I could be reading my own shit into this and thinking if you own a pot growing farm, you're just going to be some like mellow ass, you know, Matthew McConaughey in every movie he's ever been in type guy where you're all right, all right, all right. And that's not necessarily endorsing Matthew McConaughey in real life because I, I can take or leave him. I mean, I'm not sure about the guy. Sometimes he seems like he might be kind of cool. Sometimes it's more like now he, the Hollywood's has gotten into you and your Texans fucking worn thin. So, but I digress. Point being, yeah, so Anheuser-Busch is still feeling the sting of this little fuck-up. And the fact that it's all over, they put some guy in woman face on a fucking can, and it went viral in the worst way possible for them. Uh, Dylan's doing fine. That little fucking con artist is still making money. People are still paying to come hear that asshole speak. I've actually seen things where there are women's conferences hiring this guy to tell to come and talk to them about being a woman. This guy is the fucking walking parody of a woman. I I mean, yes, he was a flamboyant actor before he decided to do his whatever days of girlhood or womanhood or whatever the fuck he was calling it. And he said in interviews like, oh, well, this experiment's coming to a close, and I don't want to be known just for this, and I'm going to be moving on to my next project, and blah, 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 blah. Basically coming out and saying, yeah, it was all a long con, and you fuckers fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. 
And this asshole made a whole lot of money on behalf of it. And more importantly, a whole lot of people learned a lot of hard lessons at this point because, yeah, $30 billion in revenue lost this year. I don't care how big of a company you are, that's going to fucking hurt. I mean, unless you start talking like, you know, BlackRock and the other big, you know, all those assholes who got a little finger in everything out there. But that's a whole different conversation for a different night. Uh, tonight, no, we're going to talk about the Budweiser selling off all their brands, and that's a shame. Boo-hoo, so sad. Rough life. Um, and speaking of fiscal stuff, you know, uh, despite the White House and the Democratic Party and the president's social media accounts and his little bobble-headed fucking token hire press secretary constantly all parroting the same line that we've recovered. The president's created more jobs in two years than any other president in, in history, despite the fact that, you know, over 90 percent of those are jobs returning after the covid lockdowns, which jobs returning should never be counted as jobs created because they're not the same fucking thing, no matter how many times they say it and try and spin it. But they're still trying to push those numbers. And they're talking about how unemployment is at a record low for a record number of months can consecutive record number of consecutive months where unemployment is at like 4%. Now, again, this is another disingenuous number because they've changed the metrics for representation and they're not counting people that have stopped looking for work. They're not counting for people that have ex totally used all of their unemployment benefits. They have exhausted their unemployment insurance and no longer qualify for it. So now they are just on the complete fucking dolls. not unemployment insurance to that point. They're either like trying to collect from Social Security or just general public aid funds. And those numbers don't count towards unemployment because you're not fucking actively seeking work anymore. So you're not considered unemployed. And then a record number of people have become disabled and have filed for disability claims and disability claims also subtract from the unemployment numbers. There's still people that are dependent upon government funds that are drawn off of a taxpayer base, but they are not unemployed. So technically they're saying, oh, well, the unemployment numbers are down, but they don't tell you the other angles of this, of the people that have no options. They cannot, can no longer claim unemployment. The people who have given up on looking for work and have subsequently disqualified themselves for unemployment and on all the people that have gone on disability, removing themselves from the unemployment pool, despite the fact that their funds still come out of taxpayer dollars. And it's a perfect hallmark of this fucking administration. Redefinition of established terms and misrepresentation of information in order to try and paint themselves in a favorable light. And the problem is they don't seem to understand that we are more savvy than, than you know, a generation ago. The techniques that they are used to saying where they just feed people bullshit and think people are just going to go, oh, okay, well, the government says it. It must be true. Those days are dead and fucking gone. Long gone. It used to be that the minority of the people were the crazy ones going, the government is lying to us. Now nobody trusts these fucks. The only trust that is handed out is handed out conditionally and partisanally to people who are, it's I trust my side, but everybody else is fucking lying. The problem is both sides feel that way because both sides are fucking doing it. And that's really where things are getting, starting to hit a snag is these fucking idiots are still willing to drink the Kool-Aid for their side instead of just saying, oh, no, they're all full of shit, because they really are. And Sleepy Joe keeps trying to put, well, I shouldn't say Sleepy Joe. I don't really don't think that man has any thoughts left in that fucking tapioca between his ears. I really think he's just parroting whatever's being put in his ears. And I really do believe in more often than not, he's probably, it's probably a fucking body double or a doppelganger with one of those fucking, you know, true-to-life silicone masks that they, they were showing in demonstrations a couple of years back and, and um, 
you know, it's all for public appearance sake. I don't think he's been the one making decisions since before he got in the White House. And I really do believe he is nothing more than a figurehead and a puppet. But that's a whole nother rant to go off on. But the White House administration, the people who put together the press releases and fill the notebook for KJP to fucking try and read off during press conferences. I mean, she, she sucks so bad at it. She, even with the answers to the questions printed on little cards in front of her, she still is fucking terrible. But I digress. There's, but they're trying to push, and they keep bringing up, oh, well, the Inflation Reduction Act has done more to combat greenhouse gases and has brought more clean energy, and it's a prime example of what's wrong with this fucking administration. The Inflation Reduction Act literally, and I've talked about this ad nauseum to this point, does nothing to address inflation. It was the Green New Deal with a new name slapped on it and forced through by telling people it was going to fix the inflation that is strangling this country killing the middle class and making us into having modern-day surf classes. So the the disingenuous job reports, the bullshit lies that they use to pass their Green New Deal, which has done nothing to address inflation other than make it fucking worse, and the actually another disingenuous factor to the job numbers, they don't tell you how many of the, they're like, oh, this new job growth and this, that, and the other. The vast majority of the new jobs they're cons- reporting as new job growth and new job creation are part-time jobs and shift gig work. That's it. They're not well-paying, long-term career-type jobs. It's all little nitty-gritty nickel-and-dime bullshit. And they're shoving it down our throats of, oh, look how great we're doing, look how great we're doing. If they were doing that fucking well, they wouldn't have to constantly be telling people how well they were doing. People would be able to look at their own lives and go, you know what, I'm better off than I was six months ago. I'm better off than I was a year ago. I was better off than I was before this geriatric fucking the cackling hyena bitch walked their way into the White House under very questionable circumstances. But no, they're constantly out here telling you, look how good we're doing. Look how good we're doing. Because if they don't keep repeating it, people are going to pay attention to what's actually going on in their day-to-day lives. They're going to go, hey, wait a minute. I just bought a generic-ass loaf of white bread for four fucking dollars. That's not okay. I can't pay my rent. I have to work a second job just to make sure I keep my fucking lights on. I have to make choices between buying groceries and paying utilities. And I work a good goddamn, what used to be a good goddamn job. It's ridiculous. The people are going to fucking wake up if they are not constantly being bombarded with this. No, we're doing great bullshit. And it's driving me fucking nuts. So uh, and that brings me to something else I saw that really made me laugh right before I decided to sit down and record this shit. There, I saw a little, I didn't go real in depth on it, but there was like a tweet saying that, uh, Beyonce and Taylor Swift's tour touring this summer is going to drive down inflation. And it's like, I don't think the people saying the shit understand how inflation works. Yes, Taylor Swift has an entourage. She has a road crew. She will be pumping money into the economy by having her tour. It is going to do fuck all to address inflation. Beyonce, even though she has legions of loyal listeners, and they will swarm your ass if you dare say anything negative about their queen. And she goes on tour. And yes, she pays a road crew. She pays ticket venue operators. She pays, I mean, anything that goes into a concert, a tour, will bring a certain degree of work to communities. It will bring a certain amount of in- income circulation. It doesn't create new income. It's people that are spending money they earned at their jobs 
to pay other people to work. It's natural commerce. It's not going to do anything to address fucking inflation. That's a ridiculous fucking claim. And I saw it and it just made me fucking giggle because, I mean, <laughs> we're, we're $30 trillion in debt. And you're trying to tell me Tay-Tay and, and Beyonce are going to fucking sol- help solve the problem and bring the inflation back down. And it's like, how fucking stupid do these people actually think we are? And, um, oh, yeah, and just to tie into something that um, thinking of music and concerts and stuff, it's been a long time since I've recommended anything to you guys. And I had something, a couple of guys came across my radar a while back because some of my earlier listeners that I started interacting with on social media pointed out that these guys sound a lot like you. Maybe you should check them out. I don't know if you like this kind of music, but you should give it a, a listen. So I did. And there's these two guys, uh, Tom McDonald and Adam Calhoun. And they're, you know, just a couple of, you know, average white dudes, you know, tatted up, got, you know, more conservative values. I mean, they're, and in most ways, I, I really actually kind of dig them. I like the message they're saying where it's just like, why can't we just treat people like people? And what's wrong with being proud of being from a country that allows you to have the opinions that you don't fucking appreciate, that you take for granted? Why are you such a shitty fucking whack job about enforcing your beliefs on everybody else and saying, if we don't believe it, that's hate and that's violence and da, 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 da. So they just had a couple new songs come out in the last couple of weeks. One was called American Flags and the other one is called Not Your America. And they're really worth checking out if you're looking for something to listen to. They're, um, yeah, they're, they're, like I said, their values are a little more conservative leaning. Um, but they're really similar in a lot of ways to me. They're like, you know what? Live your best life. Just don't expect that I have to live your best life. I'm going to live my best life. I love my country. I love my freedom. I love my rights. And you don't have to in, indulge in those same rights if you don't want to, but you don't have a right to tell me I can't. And so, yeah, those are a couple of songs. If you're looking for something to check out, go give them a listen. See what you think. If you, if you, let me know if you like them. Let me know if you don't. Tell me I'm an idiot. Tell me you think there's something else you think I should listen to and check out that you think I might enjoy. And um, I, at this point, that's I'm getting kind of rambly. I'm going to wrap it up. So <sighs> that's right, folks. For now, that's what I had to say. Thanks for listening to another episode, guys. If you liked what you heard, leave a comment, leave a review, leave a rating. Go to IHadToSayItPodcast.com, sign up for the mailing list, interact with the show. Click the links, sign up for the Patreon, join the Discord, come and interact, be a part of the show, buy the merch, support your favorite creator. Or support me. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Till next time.